Welcome back to the Heavy Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine-based podcast by students for everyone. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by three other co-hosts. We got Timmy, hello, Charlene, hello, and Nick. Hello, guys. Ah, again, up early in the morning. It's getting harder and harder to get out of bed. Again, yeah. and it's like twenty past nine. <laughs> I, I swear, <laughs> no, nah, like this morning, it's just. It's just, we wake up at like seven, seven degrees and things like that. And my dad does not like to turn on the heater in the morning. So, it's Jeez. Like, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. We, we discussed this on the way in. We did. And I shared a little tip, which we can share with 15, everyone else. $15 Kmart yeah, uh, heater? Yeah, like I went and got like Plug. the cheapest Kmart heater, put it like by my bed, t- like just 10 minutes before I want to get out of bed, just reach over and like, turn it on so it's a little bit warm. 10 minutes, heat up the room a little bit and then turn it off yeah. again. Those things, you wouldn't want to use them more than 10 minutes. Those things like chew no, electricity. Yeah. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Chew. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, it Not more Tom than just a reverse like cycle though. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all right. I've only got a little room so it heats up yeah, quite yeah. quickly anyways. Tom but just sees like money just like into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Let me heat up my room with $5 bills. <laughs> it's plastic. <laughs> it doesn't burn. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, the good thing with UB is that not your plastic bills. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, I still pay yeah, a little dude. bit of it. I pay a little bit now. Yeah. All right. So today's uh, topic that we're gonna, you know, discuss a little bit about. We've gone seeing as uh we're going close to exam period. We're feeling, feeling pretty emotional around this point. Um, not probably the time of this posting, but right now we're going through a little bit of a swap vac thing. Um, and we're pretty feeling pretty emotional right now. So we're going to run through some emotions and all all that pertains to like the. Organs and stuff like that. Great segue. Was that was that good? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit long, but at the end, but pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I dragged it out a little bit. I'm taking. I've been taking notes from like Charlene about that one. <laughs> not 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 the dragging out the the segue. The segue. Not the dragging out. Dragging like, oh, out's my okay. thing. Dragging out is my thing. I think I think that's generally what it is. All right. So uh, just a quick, brief overview about the emotions. Does anyone want to throw that in right now, real quick? I think we discussed it previously in the in the Zhang Fu podcast, and I think we went and asked what organ everyone was, yeah, and we kind did. of we really related that to the emotions. Um, so we've got spleen, which is worry and overthinking, um, liver, which is anger My and. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds your phone, Nicholas. My like side eye. That was like. Oh, Anyways, um, liver is anger and irritation Heart is overjoy Kidney is fear And lung is grief Mm. Mm. Love it, love it Where do you think like the mental illnesses in Western med Categorizes with the sort of organs in Chinese med That you just talked about As in like depression and stuff? Yeah, like depression, anxiety, um, schizophrenia Like let's, let's talk about that stuff Sounds like school. Are they emotions though? Yeah, and also I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. They they kind of. I was like, we don't have a background in that stuff, so Mm. we can't really Mm. give out definitive information. Do you want to put like a disclaimer that again we don't have any? I mean, disclaimer this this entire podcast. (laughs) 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 We're just discussing stuff that we think, like opinions and also based on things that we have learned a bit, Mm. like kind of sprinkled in there. 
I think from my understanding, schizophrenia is like hate, disturbing, like the multiple personality stuff or like mania and stuff Mm. is all hate. And then like depression, I associate with liver and anxiety with heart. Yeah, yeah. anxiety, I definitely Mm. associate like the kidney heart. Um, It's like a... Yeah. It's like tongue. There's no. a there's always a um kidney is Tian Wan Yeah, I feel you on the thing. Don't worry about it. Um I feel like that with every with every um mental illness and things like that, there's um different multiple organs that it affects. So like the the aspect of like anxiety and things like that, of course it's gonna affect the heart. And I feel like there's such a fear element with anxiety where it's like, Oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? I feel like kidneys in there too. But also some overthinking, right? Because oh, along with that fear, it's like you're analyzing. Well, for me, when I get anxious, I'm like overanalyzing every situation. I'm just like, oh my gosh, these are the billion outcomes that could happen. And yeah, it's completely different from what will actually happen. But No, that's like that, um, yeah. that interaction that we, we don't talk about it too much, but the interaction between gallbladder, heart, was it gallbladder, heart, liver, gallbladder, heart or something like that? Yeah. You're telling the story. <laughs> I so what was that? Don't. You're telling the story. No, 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 no. Because we, because yeah, one of the one of the lecturers like talked about this at some stage. I, yeah. I am not. I like. I am not real well rehearsing it, but I felt like someone would have been. I'm That's why I'm pretty it sure gallbladder's like timidity, like yeah. Yeah, timid like and like decisiveness and things like that. So if you don't have a strong gallbladder, then you, I guess you're a bit more timid. You're not as good. Is making at making decisions and things like that. You're a bit like undecided. My gallbladder thing is always, and I've said it on the podcast <laughs> before. It's like farty, burpy, and indecisive. <laughs> That's if you've got those three, you're a gallbladder person. <laughs> oh God, feels. <laughs> no, feels. Yeah, I did. I identify with that. No, <coughs> I, I, I am terrible with decisions. I like to identify as a gallbladder type. Yeah. Especially food decisions. Tom knows. Oh, oh, no, no, you know too. Timmy, you know too. For what? No, like food choices. Oh. The, yeah, the other night where I was like, what do you feel like? Oh, I don't feel like anything, bro. Come on. Like, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> feel like stupid, like Western food or Asian food. I swear That's to God. That's where it You need like a full flow chart. You I do. do. Yeah. He, he has one. one. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, all right. Like, if I say this, they'll be like, oh, no, I'm not really feeling this. All right, let's, let's bring out the flow chart and we'll go through. <laughs> Each one at a time. What Lorinda and I do, if we really can't find food, we pick six locations, like six places to eat, and then we take out three and then pick from the three. Have you so seen like that? Overall, and then we just like... So you only eat from six <laughs> places. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Have you seen that Wong Fu shot that's about um, picking food? And it's like a girlfriend and a boyfriend, and then he suggests all these places? Mm, I think I have. Yeah. It, you it's should watch. It's probably legit me. <laughs> yes. It's literally like he starts with this one place and then she's like, oh, nah. And then like he goes through this entire <laughs> thing and he's just like, oh, well, I have said would have said this, but then you would have said this. And then I would have said this, then you would have said this. And it comes back into a circle to the one that he started with. And she's like, sounds good. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's like legit. That's legit. Yeah. I think we, we, we I, used, I used to split it up as like, okay, so do I feel like something specific or do I just want to eat? If I just want to eat, then I'm like, ah, mm. something cheap. Sushi. I always just want to eat something cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's preferable. Yeah. That's probably why that's you have the six places. <laughs> See? Mm. True, 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 true. 
Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> we went on like a huge <laughs> tangent. Like but food, emotions like are food. Food makes you happy. Like being hangry. Oh, that's a that's a good point that you make. Because so I was talking with this with someone the other day where it's how much does food impact your like your emotions? Too much. Way too yeah, much. Yeah, I would think a lot. Mm. Yeah. Do you get like do you normally if you get really hungry, do you normally get like more sort of like like reserved or like quiet? Or do you get like angry where you're like, I need There's food levels of hunger that equate to levels of emotion? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm definitely like, like annoyed mm-hmm. and angry. I get irritable. I know that for a fact. I get yeah, really definitely. irritable where it's like everything pisses me off. Mm. Just, yeah. But then I also get like really careless. I'm like, ah, screw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, levels. I feel like you start yeah. with the I'm hungry, get me food, like angry. And then after a while, when you don't get that food, you're just like, oh, I have no energy, I have no chi to be angry anymore. So I'm just going to be... Silent. Just like reserve the energy yeah. for when you do get food. <laughs> yes. In yeah. my house, it's like they look at the clock and if it's reaching six o'clock, they can hear me walking around. <laughs> it's time for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Who's <It's> coming? <laughs> stomp, 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 really stomp. Is. I'll be in the bedroom and then they hear me walking down the hor- corridor and it's like, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they know if it's like past six o'clock and dinner hasn't even like begun. <laughs> Ropeable. <laughs> Ropeable. Your steps get like heaps heavier. They're just like, how heavy are they? Okay, I think I think it's time to Start now, start now. So quick, go, go, quick, go, go, quick. Go, go. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely like a timing and it's anger, annoyed. Do you know what you should do when you like, when you when they can start hearing you, you'll be like, fee, fi, fo, fa. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh so God. Good. Literally, the food trends at your house, man. That's it, dude. Oh, God. Let's talk about um, the Chinese medicine emotions in like a Western medicine perspective. So, not stuff not like... Do you know how when you're talking with patients about if they're feeling like more depressed, not actually like having depression, or feeling like anxious, but not actually having anxiety? How do you normally translate that for someone who doesn't know anything about Oh, stuff. feeling anxious. Yeah, feeling anxious. And not and having stuff actually like that. an anxiety. Thing. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just like a acute. Well, because there's acute, there's acute anxiety. That's a thing. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm going to go back to when I saw a psych <laughs> gang. Um, when when I saw a psych, it was more like a acute kind of condition where it was like it, it's you, it's sometimes like that. You don't necessarily have to have like a chronic condition to ha- like a chronic anxiety to identify as having anxiety. Like, there's always like level, there's you know, a l- duration of levels to it. Um, so I guess if you're looking at from a Chinese med perspective, if someone is like, oh, I'm, I've been really anxious lately, it could be just like this, the, the current situation is just disturbing them for the short term. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, meanwhile, if someone has like an actual heart deficiency and like a constitutional deficiency, then that's more identified as a chronic anxiety thing, I guess. Is that a, is that a way to... That was, uh, that was kind of all over the place, but... No, that makes sense. I'm also halfway through my porridge, so <laughs> I haven't eaten, so you know, not thinking straight, you know. <laughs> I like that we think about it from like a constitutional and like a holistic point of view. Like someone comes in and says, oh, I have anxiety. But then we also ask like, okay, what are you feeling when you feel anxious or what makes you anxious? And then like we look at like the situational and then like their person as well, like their their body constitution 
and it's not just like everything like it's not just in your mind like what's where's this coming from yeah i think it took me a while to get a hang of that like let's like talk about the situational anxiety bit um and i was probably a bit afraid to talk like to bring it up and stuff but yeah yeah i'm still afraid of that well in in practice i don't like to bring up uh something that might be a little bit triggering to them because i feel like that time in the session is like their own time and like uh, you know avoidance like it's true i probably should bring it up but I feel like I want them to relax the most as possible. If they're sitting there with needles on them thinking about what they have to do the next day and you know what's what's troubling them, I, I feel like it's going to affect the treatment too much. Yeah. From a patient point of view, it feels nice to be able to talk about it with someone you trust. Um, I mean, obviously from a practitioner, you have to develop that trust first. But I know when um, some I'm like, oh, I'm feeling anxious, and they're like, okay, what's going on? And then you just kind of right. let it all out. It's kind of like... A real, like a sigh of relief like oh my gosh like I've said it all out and whether it's stupid or not it's kind of out there now no, that's true so, that's true yeah yeah I I, yeah that goes back to, that goes back sorry I full cut you no, off no, no, that goes back to the idea that I like to put out the boundary mm. or like let them sorry uh, discuss their own boundaries and yep. I'm like you know the conversation's open for you yeah. to talk about it if, mm-hmm. you, if you want to but if not I completely understand the yeah. whole reeling back thing I've talked about it in an yeah. earlier episode mm-hmm. where it's like you know, I, I, well, let's talk about it. But if it gets to an uncomfortable boundary hitting area, then I'm going to reel it back. And yeah. Ensure it's a safe space for them. And how do you, like, if you do hit, this is to everyone, if you go do go too far or, like, you hit a space that they're uncomfortable, how do you respond to that? Like, the person starts breaking down or something. And, yeah, how would you? you um, I let them have their time. Mm-hmm. Um and like so if they need to break down or whatever they're breaking down and then you bring it back to like a common middle ground that's yeah mm, not as related to their to their like mental breakdown yeah or whatever they're you know crying mm. about or if they're you know breaking down over something that is like a fear over something like their condition just reassure them that you yeah. know it's something that you've seen before um or something that you've read a, a lot about or you know just reassure them that there is evidence out there that that can be helped. I think, yeah, I think we talked about that in a previous episode where you were like, oh, if it starts getting a little bit too heavy for the patient, it's just like, yeah. I'll switch to something that's a little bit more, like you said. Yeah, something a bit lighter. Yeah, so it's like, how's your power motions? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the specific like example that y'all used. I that, that always cracks up mm. one of my patients. She's always like, ah, you're going to ask about the bowels aren't you I'm like yep you know how's it <laughs> yeah. going no I introduced that I'm like alright so onto the good stuff how's your bowel motions <laughs> you like play it up sort of thing yeah 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 yeah. yeah. and I, I think it, it improves the rapport like the, the 10 questions thing you know how there's a whole section between urine and stools yeah 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 so I'm just like alright so on the nitty gritty good stuff how's that bowels <laughs> I think that helps, like, break the ice. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that's a really definitely. good ice I think because you're, so, uh, you're not caught off guard by asking really awkward questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you want to know. Because it's, it's a little bit of an awkward sub- subject for people to talk about. They don't poo, you know? Yeah. And most people don't take notice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had, I've had a patient who was quite concerned about their condition. Um, and she was concerned about not being able to get pregnant. Mm. Um, even though she was a little bit older. Um, so... She was concerned that the whole situation might lead to something a bit more drastic and she didn't 
fully understand what was going on because, like, the Western side didn't teach her about her condition and she just knows the words as, like, having quite scary, Mm -hmm. scary context. Um, So, yeah, she broke down a few times and it's difficult to sit there and, like, watch them, like, cry about their condition. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're presented with a... Like, you do have a responsibility as a healthcare uh, practitioner, Mm -hmm. but, like... You can't completely control someone's emotions and their feelings? No, definitely not. Sorry. And you sort of got to let them have like, have that time. Yeah. Um, that's really important. It, yeah. If you feel really helpless in that sense, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. Because I, I know that feel. Like, I know that when, you, when someone's like breaking down in front of you, it's like there's literally nothing you can do other yeah. than treat them the best you can. But like, you can't stop them. You can't be like, stop crying. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. But also, it's, I think it's important to say like, don't feel bad for crying in front of your yeah. healthcare no, practitioner. Was, no. Because the patient I saw, she kept apologizing for breaking down. And I was like, no, like, you take this time, like, get all of it out. And then, like, you know, we'll come back to it when you're ready. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I totally did not mean to communicate. No, no, no. But, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's different from, like, each side of the mm. tail. Yeah. When you're that person sitting there, like, talking to somebody. Mm. Um, and I think yeah. most of us have had the experience of being both, like, being a patient and being a... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's important. Um, I think it's important to be a patient sometimes. And to it's like any profession. Yeah. Even in retail. It. Like, uh, it's important to know how to be a customer. Well, knowing, that's it. Yeah, that's and knowing how, like, a, how to be, like... What, what the other side is. It's, all, it's always like and that. And not throw shoes at the sales staff. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> Wait, get me what? started. What was the don't, story Oh, man? yo. Do you want me to go into this? Like, oh, here's the frustration anger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we can see, see B's liver. Yeah, no, you should, have, you should have seen me at work on Sunday. I had this, so I have this like little relaxation oh. crystal thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Shout out to Karina for the, I took my, the crystals. I took off. Thank you, Karina, for the crystals. Oh. I, I got a little... Bread bag. <laughs> Where's your bread bag? I, I got, got a little bag, bag too. I got a little, little wallet as well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sounds dumb. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but so I left mine at home. I no, I've been shower. I've been massaging this like stone on my eyebrows, and you should have seen me on. Uh, what, what, I worked on Sunday. Mm. Oh my god! Oh, it was just everyone was so rude, and oh. it was just I was just I was just not having it. The moment I stepped on the floor, I'm just like. I'm definitely going to be an asshole today. <laughs> yeah. No, just, yeah. What happened to the throwing shoes? Oh, there? right. Yeah. <laughs> You're going into it and then you started rubbing crystals on your head. Uh, <laughs> well, let me try to think of the story. I had one, I've had one situation because I don't fully, I don't fully remember. I know it's happened, but I don't remember like what's happened to le- lead to that part. But I did have a kid kick me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like a kid like kicked me because I didn't get him a shoe because his brother was trying on a shoe. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I was fitting two kids at one time, and then one, and there were two brothers, and then one kid was like, I'm like, okay, so you're a size two, I'm like, okay, are you, you're actually a size three, I'll get you a size three, I'm just gonna fit your brother real quick, brother's trying a 13, and he's like, okay, get me the size three, and I'm like, hold on, your brother's trying on a shoe, let me, <laughs> let, let me sort him out, because it kicks me, he's like, get me the shoe, and then <laughs> I stared a deep in the face, and I'm like, sorry, sorry, what did I say? Sorry, champ. I don't think it'd be. Uh, I don't. I don't really appreciate you kicking me. You wouldn't like it if I did that to you, would you? Mm. 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 <laughs> what did you do after that? He just stood there, <laughs> little brat. Oh, oh, bro. Oh my god. 
Should have like, kick, kicked him and be like, "We wouldn't <laughs> like it if I did that to you too." Oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the roundhouse kick the guy. <laughs> you wanted to throw hands. Some little five-year-old. Let's go. <laughs> so this is a Chinese men-based podcast. Uh. <laughs> don't endorse kicking children. No, we don't endorse kicking children. No, no, that is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, let's bring it back to the emotions, huh? Uh, that was an emotion right there. That's, that was. That was a hard emotion. See, that's normally, for me at least... When someone breaks down, I like to give them like tissues. I don't know if I had yeah. a customer break down because she drove from Whoop Whoop to come return something, and it was like she hit, it was fine. Like there was nothing wrong with it. She's like, "This pro- product is broken." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh, can I have a look?" I had a look, and it's like, "Oh, it's not broken." And she's just like, "Oh no!" And she just sat down on the couch and she just cried. And I was like, "Here's some tissues. I hope you okay. had a hard day." Yeah. Yeah. I think in that setting, it's like. Because um, our, our setting is very like intimate, like the Chinese medicine, you know, sitting down with the patient is intimate, but your workplace, which is more retail, right? Are you talking about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like in your workplace where it's retail, it's like when you breach that part of like, when you when you like cross the boundary, not cross the boundary. Yeah, no, yeah, you cross the boundary of like being simply just a service thing. And you're like, you know what, it's all good. Like, it's that human interaction thing. I think that's that's important too, that like... When you talk with practitioners and stuff, uh, with patients and stuff, Shani's <laughs> dead, dude. I know. I was thinking, like, when you asked, were you talking about retail? I was like, are you trying to return an acupuncture yes. service? <laughs> <laughs> I also had the same thought, and I was going to cut them off, but I was like, uh, no, no, not. And then I saw your face, and I was just not. <laughs> Well, me and Timmy were having a whole heart to heart, and then like you two were start. just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to segue it before Charlene passed out. Um, yeah, I was going to have a segue about like when you see the patients and stuff, you just kind of treat them like a human too. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. It's like you're, you're not simply just like the person uh, treating them. Yeah. You're, you know, the, you're their mate. I think Charlene. Um, I think you you either said this on the podcast or said this to me personally. But I remember there was one patient I've had where they were pretty down in the dumps. Or not down in the dumps, where presented themselves as down in the dumps. The one that we consulted together. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, and the re- language I used was like, okay, so how are we feeling today? Kind of like, are we yeah. inclusive? Because it's like, we're in this together kind of thing. So, was that I? Or that I like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A good I think it was, on pod, it, was on, it was on the pod, right? Yeah, was yeah, it? It was. it was. Yeah, I really yeah. like how you're like, okay, how are we going to get through this together? You're not in this alone. Like, you're not, yeah, you don't have to do this alone. And yeah. I feel like it's just very reassuring. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that at all. Like It was one of the first things and I was just like, oh, he's so lovely. <laughs> oh, oh Charlene, <laughs> stop. Why you why why you do this? <laughs> yeah, I think having that little like her, like you're in this together. It's not like you know I'm a doctor. I'm going to just give you like herbs and acupuncture, and that's it. It's like no, we're in this together. I'm dedicated to you as a as a practitioner, and I think that reassurance between the patient is really it goes a, it goes a long way. I, I reckon. Yeah, just building that rapport. I'm just coming back to that you know main subject of that building that rapport is is quite quite critical. I think it's always, it sounds like, um, what's it, like a, a hard, like, yeah, just build rapport, you'll be fine. But like building the rapport itself it's difficult, really difficult to just say it. Do you know what I mean? Like even when we had 
at Boris on the podcast. It was like, hi, Boris. Hey, <laughs> Boris. What's up, Boris? Um, <laughs> it was like, once you just build that rapport, like you can just talk to him however. And it's like, yeah, but how do you build the rapport? Yeah, and that, that coming back to my question with, with Boris, but some people can and some people can't. Um, and that's just, yeah, like learning what type of person you are to be able to give the best treatment to, you know, and like finding your right, the right patients for you is also important. And also your intention, like why, why do you want, why do you want to treat this patient or like why are you doing this job? I mean, it's to help someone out. So as long as you kind of keep that in mind that this is for them as well, like it's not just you, it might be you as well, but yeah, you keeping them in mind. Does that make sense? I don't know where this kind of thought is going. Sometimes like something I found really difficult is like, even though I like, I want to like comfort this patient, I don't know how to comfort the patient. Mm. I'm just like, Everything will be okay. I feel yeah. Like yeah. Your your school of life is quite extensive because you work in returns. So yeah. you see a whole bunch of characters. Characters, yeah. But see, like, the characters I have to deal with a lot is angry people. And then when they show the opposite where they're more like the other side of the, the coin, I'm like, oh. Like, okay, let me take all your returns. It's okay. <laughs> Everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing with that, I feel, is, like, I don't want to overstep, like, my place. Like, I don't, you know, there's there's a time and a place and a certain person for every situation. And I don't want to, like, overstep that and um, put in more than what they expect. You know, because maybe they didn't mean to break down or cry or get too emotional about it. And they're not coming to me for that emotional support. Yeah. Um, you know. And, yeah, we're not, like, licensed counsellors or psychologists or anything like that. So, just, like, overstepping sometimes I have, I feel my, like, I catch myself and I'll be like, this isn't my place. Like, yeah. you, that's just personal. Do you think it's important to be, like, what do you need right now? Because I was thinking about that even just, like, with my friends. It's like, what, if someone's, like, having a, like, a breakdown in a way, it's like, what do you need now? Like, there's first the preliminary stuff, like, you know, you give them tissues, comfort them. It's like, look, what can I do for you now? It's like, do you need the reassurance? Like, do they need the reassurance? Do they need um, just to let it out and just let be in for you to do nothing or for you to help them just not um, talk about it or things like that? I think for, for each patient, it's different. But what's your thoughts on that? I think me as a practitioner, I let them let it out and then I come back to what I can do. And I'm like, well, this is what I can do for you. Um, my recommendation is, like, do you have anyone to talk to? If not, then maybe find someone to talk to. I'm going to make referrals or recommendations, but I'm going to bring it back to, well, this is what I can do for you now in your situation, and this is what I want to do. Like, this is where I want to get with us. And, yeah, I think it's important to be upfront and say, look, I'm not, I can't fix all your problems, but I'm going to work with you to get to where you want to be. It's kind of like that you're going to do the best you can yeah. and that's that's really and that's like the intention like mm. that what you're talking about yeah. before it's like you're going to do everything you can you're not going to half-ass it or yeah. anything and I think having that in the patient's mind it, it, it builds a trust and it's like um, even if they don't get better it's like look the practitioner did everything I can they can yeah. and mm-hmm. like that's all I can walk away with kind of thing and that's I'd be happy I'd be happy with that if I couldn't get someone, if I couldn't make someone better mm. it just like at least I did all I could yeah 
I think you're just shouting you out, B. I think you're really good at um, finding those, like finding the reassurance, like does this patient need this or does this patient need this? And you do it in such a way that if someone is breaking down, you find like the perfect, like I remember once or one, one or two times where I broke down and then you're like, oh, like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that feels so nice. Like I feel very comforted. Stop. Oh. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just watch, watch bees. This is a bee appreciation. Yeah, I know. Like, like, what's going emotion? Like, <laughs> I'll be feeling emotions. I swear. <laughs> Talking about Joe, watch bee's heart just. Yeah, I know. My heart just like yeah. This, my heart's gonna explode and just go all over this mic. So here, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Yeah. So, I want to talk about kidney and lung. When like so, lung is uh, grief and kidney is fear. Can you have like? tiny bits of them because I feel like both emotions are very very like hard to like it's not very common you see those like overacting unless something really bad happens I think these are important um, emotions also to do with like pain as well Um, so you see a lot of like underlying fear and grief you know so there's a lot of like things you hold on to um, and that's why you like you get that like upper back tightness and stuff like that where it's like you're holding on to all this like grief and like sorrow. Um, so once you, <coughs> excuse me, once you can like let that go, um, you can see different results. So I think that's, yeah, I think they're more like the underlying um, emotions compared to like your worry and anger and joy, which is like your excessive emotions. Have you seen, um, have you seen people that in like a deep grief? Effect and with lung symptoms, as in like maybe a weaker immune system or something. Oh well, I mean that's that's a pretty it's a pretty common thing. Like you go through that like yeah term of like sadness and grief, and then you get like sick, and you just like run down, and like life just gets the better of you sometimes. Um, and I feel like yeah, like you said, like that lung, you can like take it back to like the way chi, you know, and it's like affecting the lungs. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's generally it's it's usually like that. People just like really feel that grief, and then they get that susceptibility to the, to the whole thing. And sometimes it can like if that's sometimes when, sometimes when the grief isn't resolved, it just like manifests into a constitutional thing. Um, I have a I know a patient where it's like they're constantly coughing and they're constantly like that, and then because of that, they're also down in the dumps. But it's like for me, I'm like confused. Cause it's like chicken or the egg. What came first, the grief or the actual cough itself? Isn't bladder 43 like a really good point for this? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like Elaborate. the outer point. So it's the emotional connection with the um, lung. Like, you know how there's... <laughs> 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 I'm like dying. I got a frog in my throat. Like, you know how there's back shoe points, like, yep. which is the inner bladder meridian, and then there's the outer bladder meridian, and they have, like, that emotional connection. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to no. affect the lung. Or the emotions? It was the emotions, I'm mm. pretty sure. Yeah, it was. It's a. It's actually a really good point. If like they have some sort of like stress or like whatever going on, that point is grout. It supposedly connects. Yeah, that like Charlene said, that inner and the outer or something. Right. Yeah. So have a look at that point next time you're, yeah, thinking about it. It yeah. might be good. I never. I never really do like the emotional treatments, on on the back. I think it'd be it'd be useful, but I feel like more of like your, um, let's say like your 
Oh, not only not even your spleeny and stomach stuff, but like I generally do a lot of points front ways for like stress and anxiety and things like that. Yeah, well, it's always good to like just flip them over um, and do like a back shoe treatment, yeah. and then because sometimes you get to like a certain point with all your front treatments, and you're like, oh, it's starting to like plateau, and then yeah, you flip them over, and then it's like all of a sudden you get like a new a new patient. Mm, interesting, yeah. but yeah, doesn't work for everybody, of course. How does um, do twenty play into emotions? Like the whole, because you know how people kind of like the whole bang bang, you know, (laughs) Um, like how you know everyone's like emotions kind of rise up and you use that to either bring them up or put them down. I I don't know some people (laughs) bring them up or put them down. Put them down. down. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help with that. I associated do twenty with the bang bang and then said put them down. (laughs) (laughs) No, how does do twenty affect emotions? I'm not very well uh, rested. I don't use it uh, as I often as... I do uh, use it for like people that are, I guess, very in their mind. I kind of use it to draw down... No, what's it called? Grounding? You, yes, grounding. Right. And then like sometimes if they're very like low energy and things like this, um, or just really like they need that lifting, that like, I don't know, some people walk in just like, I need to lift you. And that's the point that I like to use... Because it has, but it's at the top, so yeah, yeah, it has that function of descending as well as ascending. So, and like that sunken feeling, is that associated to like an emotion of a sort? Could be, or it's kind of. I don't. I don't really. Well, what do you know. look? It's out like for? a chi or a yang, or yeah, a I would go chi or yang too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a but like a sunken in the seat kind of thing, or yeah, yeah, yeah sort kind of. of a bit deflated as well right. when they talk, and it's I don't know. It's Sometimes I just see a patient. I'm like, you would really benefit from a do twenty lifting, and um, yeah, I was yeah. going to say the same thing. You sort of like not know when they come in, but you know when they come in. You're like, these patients, they need like these points. Yeah, normally includes like a spleen six, stomach thirty six, <laughs> and a do twenty, <laughs> or, a, or a heart seven and your yeah. tongue. Yeah, your tongue is where it's at. Yeah, that's pretty much a complete treatment. Just given that. Yeah, <laughs> no need to talk. Just lay down. <laughs> Sometimes I wish like heart seven and PC six were like easier to needle. They're always like, oh. yeah. Like I'm like, oh, these are great points, and then I have to needle them. Like, all right, can you just move your hand this way and this way? <laughs> Fair enough. I I understand I what you mean. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. It's like it's like it's, it's I, just I would, a weird pis- hand. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been getting better at it. I I I I I get scared while I do it, but. Because they can be better. quite tender. Yeah. Can we tonify your kidneys? Sure. You get scared when you do those points. <laughs> God, <laughs> damn, God damn it, Shari. <laughs> nice segue, but damn. <laughs> no, that, was, that was good. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. No. Okay, well, I want to take it on to the last emotion that we sort of really haven't talked about too much, and that's the heart. I feel like mm. joy and overjoy <coughs> is something that... <laughs> yeah, I've got something <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> it's the frogs. <laughs> the frogs in my throat. <laughs> I feel like it's something that um, I I took a long time to understand, like, overjoy. It just it doesn't make... S- like, And it still kind of sort of doesn't make sense. I was going to say, I'm going to throw you under the bus and get to explain because it still doesn't make sense to me. That's what I mean. Like, 
the fact that it's like overjoyous, like overconsumption of your chi is is a thing that yeah it doesn't make too much sense to me because it's like why don't you just be happy? Like being happy is like a good thing. Like for me, like I feel so. It's like when you're over happy, then it's like you're damaging yourself, and I feel like yeah. Um, I saw this great Instagram post. Um, about the organs and emotions. And Did you cut it? Um, can Po Bliss. Oh, they have an app as well. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just chat just out, throw it to out to them. There. Yeah. And They're pretty good. Yeah, basically with their app. Have you used it? Yes. Yeah, and you can see what type of person you are. It's really interesting, so check it out. Um, but basically they say the heart is overjoy and impatience. And it's noted that overjoy refers to agitation or crazy overexcitement. So rather than just that feeling of happiness, it leads to something that's not what you want. Like that's not great, that like over agitation. Yeah, I was thinking like it's like borderline, like not actual mania, but you feel like manic. Is that a word? Like a hyperactivity. Like like you feel like, like... Everything's going on. It's like super happy. You like you sort of lose control, sort of feeling, and I think that's when your heart starts being depleted. Yeah, I think that's sort of the way they like they intended when they wrote it in the ancient text. It was like that. I always think of like the person that can't stop laughing. You know what I mean? That's like yes. that type of person. But like in the first couple of years of like learning about all this stuff, it sounded really confusing mm. because like I'm always like happy, <laughs> so I was like. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, how is this a bad thing? I but think if you yeah. if you can't, it's like with any of the emotions, if you can't stop doing, like stop feeling that emotion and you can move on to some other emotion, I think that's when it starts depleting. So stuff like worry, if I can't stop worrying, even if I wanted to try, like I can't move on to something else and then stop worrying about the previous thing, that's when that organ's affected. It's the same thing with heart when it's like, let's say the joker, he's crazy happy, can't be sad. Heart yeah. depleted. Consume his heart cheating. So he's a little bit manic. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's heart a good depleted. representation of the heart. That's what I was thinking. Was the Joker. Yeah. Mm. That sounds whack. <laughs> That's cool, but whack. But I like it. I like it. Have you guys got like a person for everyone? Like in your head, when you think about these things, do you like think about a certain thing? Like yeah. or is a, a certain patient? Or, or just like, like, no, no, a, like certain a persona? Like, like an inside out thing? Yes, I base mine like off of Inside Out now. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, just just heart for kid, just heart for Joker. I reckon is the easiest because all of them, like mm. you can understand relatively easily because you felt them the most. But, but like, I feel like the Inside fair. Out Joy is also a good representation because she's literally trying to cheer sadness up, and literally sadness is sad. And she goes over the top, like get them stranded in spoilers for if you don't, <laughs> if you haven't seen Inside Out. Good um, yeah, just pause or skip thirty yeah. seconds ahead. But like she gets them stranded on the other island because she's like, I can fix the sadness. So is that yeah. overjoy? Or is damaging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Where you like, you got to have like a perfect balance mm. of right. all of them. Yeah, <laughs> there was like an analysis done of Inside Out, and it was like there were. Telling you how like happiness is not always the solution, mm. and actually sadness, and like overcoming yeah. it through that way was like how she got over 
issues with whatever. I didn't yeah. watch it, but <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, can you link that? Because that sounds really interesting. Yeah, That's super how she got cool. over um, moving to a new city and having no friends. Pretty yeah. much that, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. So yeah, so that's like comes back to like that balance of like understanding your emotions and like being able to tap in and confront work out, everything. yeah, work out what what's going on. Um, that's okay. a cute little present. That's Thanks, a, mate. That's yeah, yeah, I saw that. So. Um, Thank you for listening to our take on the emotions and our experiences with it. Um, if you have any questions, don't forget to send us a message or comment on our Facebook page or on the discussion group. Um, follow us on Instagram and comment what you want to hear about next. And as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast and we'll hear from you next time. Bye. Bye.